Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. episode number 11 of the Road to Berlin podcast series. Something a bit different on uh, this kind of bonus show. There is no Brad and there is no Julian, but we do have their partners, Vivian Croker and Brianne Hook. And uh, they're on with my partner, Carly Don't, and they're going to have a bit of a chat about their lead-ups to the Berlin Marathon um, in seven weeks' time. It was really good to hear from them, and I really appreciate that they gave up a bit of time especially when we've taken so many hours away from their boyfriend and kind of partner and wife time. So, um, yeah, really appreciate that they're giving up some time to share their journey as well and just bring you some perspectives from some different people who are also going to Berlin this year. I must admit, before we start, it's a bit chaotic at times. There was four of us in the conversation because I was also there asking some questions. So a couple of um, awkward silences here and there introductions people haven't met before so quickly uh, get that one out of the way um as i said super grateful they get up some of their time i really hope you enjoy it and get something out of this show thanks guys when you drop fart you don't say at nine o'clock i drop fart right, <laughs> i'm back hey viv i'm brady nice to meet you Hi, Brady. Nice to meet you too. Thanks for coming on. I've got Carly sitting next to me here as well. She's listening in. She'll um, she'll have some good questions for you. <laughs> Hi, girls. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Carly. Um, I don't really have any questions. <laughs> well, Carly's like Carly's <laughs> like a veteran. She's been there, done it. She ran her first marathon at um, Berlin last year. So, yeah. Oh, good. She can give us some nice <laughs> tips and where we need to, like, you know. Start really going, oh gosh, are we, can we pull out now or do you have to keep on going? <laughs> you got to keep going now. You've been on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's no going back. Yeah. It's on the public record. We're right. Hey, uh, what we might do though, we might start by just giving the listeners a bit of context. So, do you girls want to maybe give us a quick introduction about who you are? Um, I guess, running history, if you've run any marathons before, and, um, yeah, why Berlin 2017? Sounds good. Hey. Viv, do you want to go first? 
Oh, sure. Um, yeah, so uh, hi, I'm uh, Viviana Croker. I'm Brad's wife. Um, I guess I first started getting, uh, first started uh, running about four years ago. Um, and like when I say running, I mean nothing really hard at all. It was just uh, park run was my first real actual ever kind of run and and surprisingly I really enjoyed it and you know I started running about five kilometers each day and my family lived on a property um, about 40 minutes outside of Canberra and you know I used to get up at 5 a.m and drive all the way into town I used to do my 5k runs before work and you know I used to get up pretty early on a Saturday morning and drive in and do park run and then hang out with my friends if I wasn't hungover um <laughs> And then uh, I guess from there I, I met Brad and I can say that that's probably where my running passion really kicked off. Um, you know, I had a goal of breaking 25 minutes for park run and, and he helped me by giving me some more structure into my training and lo and behold it, you know, my time started to go down and then after that he gave me a few more challenges of, you know, maybe let's bump it up to the 10K and then after I got comfortable doing 10 kilometers, um, progressed to like the, the half marathon and, and here I am now, um, doing my second marathon, uh, in one year. <laughs> um, I guess the reason why we decided to do Berlin is, uh, we got married last year and we decided for our honeymoon, it'd be nice to do a marathon as well as go traveling overseas in Europe and, I don't know whose idea it was to do the marathon. I think it was Brad's and I just went along with it because I'd never done one. And and I guess um, I, uh, I started doing training early this year for my first marathon and uh, I did the Canberra Marathon here in April and it was tough. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It, it was really, really tough. You know, I had I had a goal in my mind, in my head, and I did not achieve that at all. But I guess, you know, there was a bit of satisfaction just finishing the finishing the whole course. And, and you know, I, I was pretty happy and I was pre I'm pretty confident going into Berlin now actually by doing a marathon. And, yeah. Uh, what time did you run in Canberra, Viv? Oh, um, three hours 50. Oh, still pretty solid first up. Yeah, I wanted to get under, you know, ideally I had three hours 30 in my mind and, you know, I was on I was on target for that and then just I had inconsistent training leading up, you know, I got a bit of a sore knee and just stepping up from half marathons to marathon training, it just probably a little bit too much for my body at the time and, um, and yeah, so I had a little bit of inconsistent training leading up to it and just... I died at the back end. Oh, my God. I've never felt like hitting the wall until that day. And I hit the wall bad and it was raining and it was cold. But, yeah, so I'm hoping Berlin's <laughs> not going to be raining or cold and bring back some memories of April. <laughs> it's usually pretty good weather in Berlin. I think that's why they always run fast there. The weather's um, pretty spot on. What else? So what was the toughest bit? Was it trying to, like, get your nutrition right or just the heavy feeling in your legs or what did you put that down to? Probably, yeah, probably the heavy feeling in my legs. Um, I, um, You know, my longest run at that time was about 27K, so I've, I'd never actually broken 30 kilometres in training, and I think that was where I really needed to 
to you know be just to just know what it feels like uh, like running that long and, and what your legs do feel like after being on them for that for that amount of time and kilometers um and then i guess i don't know i'm not too sure with nutrition i um i had a water bottle and i made sure that i drank a lot of water and i had gels with me um but i guess maybe going to berlin i might have maybe another maybe another gel on me just because i really did suffer um, a lot. Make sure Brad doesn't steal it from <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, if that if that happens, you know, it's, it must be a pretty bad day for Brad. Jealousy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, good, good, good. Uh, what about you, Bree? Thanks for that introduction, Viv. That gives the listeners a good understanding of uh, who you are and what you're all about. Over to you, so must- Go for it story's pretty similar to Viv's. Um, I've always enjoyed running and um, I have always sort of run recreationally through high school. Um, I loved when um, school athletics and cross country came around um, each year and I find that I was um, getting through, you know, a few rounds of cross country and athletics at high school but without sort of taking things too seriously. Um, Then it wasn't until I probably started working at the running company in Geelong in 2012 um, where I was surrounded by, I guess, a group of people who had really amazing running achievements Um, and I probably took on a little bit more uh, structure and responsibility with my running in a way that I'd never actually done a fun run before. So uh, I guess the encouragement from everyone who I was surrounded by was just to do a little bit more with my running. Um, And my first run in a fun run was actually uh, Dawn Busters, uh, which is a a little 5K run in Geelong on New Year's Eve. Um, And it starts really early. And um, I can't even remember the time that I ran for that run, but Julian paced me that day. it was probably one of the worst experiences of my life. I, um, <laughs> I nearly died. But I think that just gives you that drive and determination to keep bettering yourself and to just strive for more with every time that you set your mind to do something with your running. Um, so then I um, started training for a few half marathons. So I kind of jumped into the distance quite early and um my body was just never prepared for that and I suffered with um, a lot of stress-related injuries. So um, I've actually lost count of how many stress fractures I've had now. Um, So it's been pretty tough mentally um, and physically just being able to have consistency in my running um, because I do love it a lot, but it's just that my body breaks down very easily. Um, So... Uh, this last two years has probably been um, the time where I've actually been able to string together a little bit more uh, consistency with my running. Um, and I always said that I would never run a marathon. I've always been at the finish line of a marathon when Julian has run and I've always seen the people cross that line and they're in so much pain and I just always said I'd never do that to myself. So I'm still wondering why I agreed to do Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, part of it for us as well was that we did have a trip to Europe booked uh, probably about a year and a half ago, just before we opened our store actually in Ballarat. And we a store opening was a bit more important than a trip to Europe. So we postponed our trip and 
we decided that we would postpone it to do Berlin this year. Um, and I guess the fact that it's a big city marathon, I tried my luck in entering the ballot and I, yeah, lo and behold, got chosen. So um, I kind of thought, well, it's telling me that I need to get my act together and do something. So um, I guess then that brings us to where we are now. Yeah. And you're with the ballot as well, Viv? Yeah. It was a bit of a surprise to actually, you know, roll over and see that email that says, congratulations, you've been selected to do the Berlin Marathon. You know, out of because I knew we knew a lot of people that had put their names into the doing the ballot, and um, like our friends Ben Liddy and other friend in Sydney, um, AB, and you know they they were looking forward to do the the marathon too, and you know I was one of the lucky ones to uh, get called up, but yeah, pretty happy. (laughs) So did they not get pulled out? No, no. I haven't heard of anyone not getting pulled out before from Australia. I thought they were strategically just picking it out for the tourist dollars. (laughs) <laughs> they must have chosen all the Victorians instead. Mm. Longer flights, <laughs> you see. Make what about yeah. when you get that email though? And like the first half, it's all in German, and you wake up at like yeah. six o'clock, and you're like, "Who the heck's emailing me?" And then it starts clicking that this is an important email you shouldn't be deleting straight away. Yeah, I thought it was my heart Nigerian sank when I got guy. that email. Actually, pardon, oh, my heart yeah. sank. <laughs> yeah. I've got to actually do it now. Uh, yeah, exactly. I thought, oh no. <laughs> So I guess, uh, yeah, kind of two two similar stories, but at the same time, like Viv, you've been there, you've got one marathon under the belt, Brie, you're pretty experienced uh, runner in races and fun runs and all kinds of distances, but first time marathon. So especially, I guess, even though you have run Canberra before, Viv, it's, it's a whole different uh, kettle of fish building, like just with the huge crowds and the corrals and like the whole big expo the day before. So that's got to be creating a bit of excitement for you both. It is. Um, and worry? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I get pretty overwhelmed, to be honest. Like, yeah, I remember just going to the Gold Coast uh um, yeah, the Gold Coast Expo last year, there was just too many people around. I was like, whoa, this is insane. And then <laughs> now I'm going to be running with how many? Like 40,000 people. That's that's something different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Bree, similar outlook? Yeah, uh, definitely. I think the um, the biggest race that I've run would have been City to Surf. And I thought that was a lot of people. Uh, so I can't imagine what 40,000 people is going to be. Um, and I sort of just takes me back to that conversation um, that we had, or Carly, um, that we had yeah. when it was the night before the um, Bendigo Rail Trail run um, about the corrals and the starting corrals. And that's yeah. actually something I'm pretty nervous about um, because I it is my first marathon. Um I was a bit honest when I filled out the entry form and I ticked the box that it was my first marathon. So I'm actually presently starting in Corral F, which is the very last corral. Um, And I feel a bit sorry for you, Brie. I've been thinking about you (laughs) (laughs) because I I was talking to you about the fact that I, you know, um, Viv were talking about the fact that I'm so much slower than Brie, but I was in Corral F and I got there really early on the morning because I just didn't want to start in F <laughs> just because of the drink stations and I'd read so many online blogs saying that um you know the mm-hmm. drinks are really hard to get to you know when it gets down to D&E 
And um, so I got there really early on the morning. I was telling Bree and hid my number under my jumper and like snuck in to E. And um, this lady tried to like push me back into F and I just pretended I didn't know <laughs> how to speak oh. English and walked off on her. And I was sort of saying to Bree, like, it would be cool if you could just jump or move forward if you can. I potentially could have got to the D section, I think. And then the A, B and C was a different, um, yet to enter through a different area. But um, yeah, yeah, I was feeling sorry for Brie because I thought, wow, she really deserves to be in an area that's um, closer and doesn't have to deal with those drinks because I think it really, it cost me just so much energy trying, not just like, I didn't worry about time, it just so much energy trying to navigate people that were walking through drink stations and... Uh. You know, I was so keen to just keep running. And even, like, the slippery, um, like, the plastic uh, cups on the ground, just those slipping around. All these things that Brady doesn't have to worry about. <laughs> like I said, it's just like a whole different world back there where, um, you know, your drinks aren't on a special table for you and that sort of thing. So I'm hoping, Brie, that you're just going to sneak in. Are you going to get Julian to run well, a marathon with your name or something? <laughs> <laughs> I have been having this conversation lately because I did uh, risk entering Adelaide Marathon, which is in two weeks' time. Oh, right. um, so I actually am entered to run my first marathon in, I'm pretty sure it's two weeks' time. Um, oh, and awesome. yeah, so that, that was all going to plan until I. Um, I had a sort of another stress-related injury just a few weeks ago. Um, so I actually missed a fair bit of training um, and a few, about three long runs. So um, it hasn't gone to plan and I'm still unsure of whether I'll make it to the start line of Adelaide yet. But yeah. um, if I do, that'd be great. Um, I'm just going to treat it as a long run and um, get the time that I kind of need to move up into a, a uh, faster corral. But if not, I will try a trick, Carly, and hide my diva, <laughs> pretend I don't speak English or understand anything that you are saying, and I will camouflage myself in a, in a faster crowd. <laughs> so you only have to sort of finish one, is that right, to be moved up? Like is, was F just for people yeah. that are doing their first one? I can't remember. Correct, yeah. yeah. So F was for um, first-timers or for people who are running over four hours. Um, And I did email them and ask them about changing and they just said strictly no unless you can prove that you can. Well, essentially you've got to prove with a race result. So um, that was the plan, but it hasn't really gone as well to plan. So we'll see. Good luck with that. And Viv, I guess because you run Canberra that you're, um, you're all good. Are you in a different corral? Well, yeah, but I think I don't know which one I'm in. Um, I'm not in the one. I'm not in the same wave that leaves with you guys. Like obviously, ten or twenty minutes after you guys, I'm the next wave that we have to wait around. Yeah, the very beginning of the next wave, and then we we run. So I think I don't know what that is. I was just going to look it up, but um, yeah. So I'm not at the end, but I'm somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And um, talk us through a, a week of training. So, kind of, what's it looking like? I just did this with the boys for the last uh, last hour, but I guess what's a week of uh, training looking like for both of you ladies at the moment? I'll let Brie go first this time. Oh, I think um, <laughs> two weeks out from the training... debut marathon. <laughs> yeah, things aren't looking too pretty, but that's okay. <laughs> um, 
My general week, I generally have Mondays off, so um, I never run on Mondays, which is nice to get a little bit of a sleep in. Tuesdays is normally a, a, a fart-like session um, where we, I don't know, you've probably heard a lot of this from Jules, but um, we use the lake a lot. I try and stay off the track for my speed work as much as possible, but we also have um, a really hilly cemetery loop. Um, so sometimes it's, you know, more so just sort of intervals or fartleks up on a, a bit of a consistent loop where you can do some progressions as well. Um, Wednesday generally is a mid-long run and then we have our run club in the afternoon. So sometimes I do a doubles on a Wednesday. Um, Thursday, generally speed sessions. And again, I just stay off the track because the track just hurts me too much. So um, that generally involves either some short, sharp hill work or some intervals around the lake. Um, Friday is just easy running. Saturday, I have um, experimented with doing three sessions a week, but I do find that I get pretty sore and injured quickly if I do three sessions, so we scale it back to two. Um, so Saturday, generally easy running, and then Sunday is a long run, um, and that's pretty much my week, so it's pretty simple. Yeah, that's good. Pretty consistent, though. Like, there's a lot of running in that week. Well, I try to. What kind of, of cage you get in a week? Um, at the moment, I think I'm only around 65, um, coming back off that little injury. But um, I generally, the last sort of last month and a bit prior, I was getting up in around 80 or so. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really do I generally, my body doesn't like any more than that. I think the most I've ever run is about 85 kilometres and that's just pushing the limit with um, with sort of injuries and things. So um, I still think as much as I've been running for four or five years, I just don't think my body's um, tuned into as much loading as, as what I do give it. So I think it's just, it comes with time and, you know, maybe in another five years' time I'll, I'll be uh, over those injuries. Yeah, and you had a good win in that trail race on the weekend? Oh, yeah, that was a bit of fun. That was, um, there was, yeah, it was really fun. It was muddy, it was hilly, and I, I actually don't like running hills. Um, as much as Ballarat is a very hilly place, I do try and avoid them a lot. Um, so to run this um, trail run on the weekend, it was actually our friend who ran the event. I asked him what was the flattest of the courses, and I'll do that one. So hence uh, the 22, not the 26, because they did have to go up another mountain. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was a bit of fun. Good, good. And Viv, take us through a standard week. Uh, it's actually pretty sim similar to Breeze. Um, yeah, I, don't, I generally have one day off, and at the moment it's looking like to be um, either a Monday or Tuesday, so um, we'll stick with Tuesdays. Um, uh, so, yeah, Monday is just a real easy light run because it's normally after the long run. Um, jump, uh, starting to change my plan. So from this week now, Wednesdays are going to be my midweek long run but I'm going to look at doing some sort of like surge um, for 30 minutes um, in it as well, just to get a little bit stronger at, you know, changing the pace um, and just get a bit stronger. Um, I'm, I'm the same with Brie. I stick off of running on like roads and paths and that, and I'm now um, running on trails um, just because like like her, my, my body is quite tender too and it's just not as strong and, I guess leading up to Canberra, you know, I was doing a lot of my runs on just the bike paths and and road, and I think that was another reason. It was just it was just too much on my quads and my knees in the end. So this time round, it's really just making sure I treat myself 
bright and and go on the trails. Um, Thursdays are looking just to be like a nice, easy 60-minute run. Um, Fridays are going to be a light session, so looking at either doing like a mona or like some two- or one-minute effort, something easy. Saturdays, just another easy 60 run, and Sundays are my long runs. Um, but, yeah, same with Bree. You know, leading up to Canberra, I was doing um, – sorry, my – my dog's come in and he's That's just sniffing right. at her. Um, <laughs> dogs and cats and distractions all over this place in this podcast. This is standard. He's a – it's all right. Well, he, he's a pug, so he kind of snorts everywhere too. Um, <laughs> anyway, so my um, – yeah, leading up to Canberra, I was doing three sessions a week and plus a long run and it just, just uh, was just too much for my body and same – I had the same kind of conversation with Brad that, you know, in maybe five or ten years – time my body will be more stronger to be able to handle the volumes like leading up to Canberra I was doing 100 kilometers um oh, sorry that was my biggest week was 100 kilometers and um now I'm back up between 70 and 85 kilometers a week and I'll probably just stick around maybe mid 80s if I can leading up to Berlin and yeah see where we go yeah and I must ask the relationship with uh husbands boyfriends and also coaches how does that go down <laughs> yeah do you guys listen to what they say <laughs> i ask a lot of questions and oh. julian doesn't really like that <laughs> i just need to know the reason why i'm doing something and i need yeah. to know that i understand it and sometimes i don't understand <laughs> so uh, i used to do yeah. that to brady last year i'd go and ask him and he'd just say why are you questioning me <laughs> Exactly. Just do it. I know what I'm talking about, and I'd have to say I'm not questioning you. I just I need to know why I'm doing this. If you don't trust me, you can find someone else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then she'll try to then she'll print off some ASICS generic program off the internet and put it on the fridge. And I'm like, what are you doing with that? Like, you know, you're gonna get injured straight away. That's not made for you. It's made for anyone who can print that off. <laughs> so we've yeah so to unpack this a bit more of you two because we've definitely been in this same boat before yeah um so i think it's a little bit different for us because we also work together um so we live together we work together um we don't train together so that's pretty much the only time that we do have um where we can just get out and either enjoy our own headspace or um do some training with friends um i think it's we have a, a pretty good time frame, schedule, timetable, whatever it is you like to call it, where um, we generally try to make our training fit in with our work slash home life. Um, so we always try and, you know, know what each other is doing um, the next day so that we can fit in our own runs um, around anything else that is going on in the day. Um, and I think... Um, you know, Julian has a lot more experience than I do in running, coaching, knowledge, running, just understanding everything about running. So um, I wholeheartedly trust the process, but I'm very impatient as well. And I think that's something that um, new runners are very impatient. And I know that I've just got to trust the process and that fitness and results will happen if I'm just patient. Um, but I think that's a, a learned process throughout um, your running career so yeah it's um it's interesting we 
um, we find that we can balance it quite well. Um, and I have just learned to stop asking questions and just do what's written in front of me. Um, <laughs> and as long as I do that, then um, then we're, we're all okay. There's um, <clears throat> wisdom that comes of, you know, Brady is just so much, he is so much better at reading his body, um, you know, and last year I would get things happen and I'd just say like I'm not feeling good or I've got like this niggle and he'd just be so much better at saying to me like just you know put your ego aside for a minute and and you know you'll be okay and you've done a certain amount of k's and you've done all this training and you can afford to um, go easier today and I, I needed him to tell me that I think that if he didn't say those things to me that I would have pushed through it um just because of a conf- you know confidence wise thinking that if i missed certain things i wouldn't be able to um you know get it done so i think that yeah, you're right there's so much wisdom with just having um more years and going through all that themselves i think mm, yeah, absolutely yeah agree there the only thing is though like mm. you know they they can dish out good advice but <laughs> Come on, we've all heard Brad's podcast. He's bloody been injured for the last three weeks. <laughs> like, I don't know if he's that. Yeah, he's um, yeah, but he's good with me. Except <laughs> my thing is, I say, oh, you know, I've got a niggle here or there, and he'll try to like, he'll ask me, go, oh, okay, well, whereabouts is it? I'm like, well, I don't know. It starts here and it goes down there, and you know, maybe if I move in this way, it hurts there. And he, he just gets too frustrated me in the end. He goes, I don't know, Viv, just go see someone. Just go cut up your shoes, um, that should be right. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, he, he's pretty good. As um, as you guys have both mentioned, you guys do provide a lot of um, wisdom. And you're, you're, you're patient, I guess. What That's what's really nice being a new runner is that there's no stupid question. Well, I guess there mm. is, but... It's it's a different relationship. But you can we can laugh at each other and you know, <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess that's what I found quite quite nice. But um, yeah. Someone said that to me during the week as well. The amount of times we talk with the boys on the podcast about getting a little niggles and having to miss a day or two here and there, but just how relaxed we are about that. Like we don't let it worry us. We kind of know that in a week's time it will come good and we'll get it sorted, kind of thing. And it's not the end of the world. It's kind of a I guess when you've been there, done that, and you know when you're training for a marathon, this stuff's going to come up, you can kind of hit it with a bit of a cool head. Yeah. I imagine um, those boys are the same. I think as well, it just comes with experience and knowing that certain niggles are more easy to deal with than others. Um, So, you know, if you're feeling um, certain tweaks, twinges, whatever it may be, I think... Um, pain is also a good guideline. So, um, and it comes with uh, again experience. You know, the first few years that I was, or even the first two years that I was running, I'd feel something, and I'd think, oh, it'll just ride itself. It'll be fine. I won't stop and change what I'm doing, and I won't seek any treatment, or I won't do foam rolling. I'll just, you know, run through it, and everything will be okay. And it gets more, you know, more painful as you go. And you think, oh, yeah, no, it's still going to get better. It's still going to get better. And it gets to a point where there's just no going back from that. And, you know, you're out for six weeks and, um, you know, you've got to start that process all over again. So I think it comes with your own knowledge and own understanding of your own body. And I think that takes time. It's not easy to understand what goes on. Um, and it's not necessarily easy to read what you're feeling. Um so as you become more experienced and 
um, your body conditions better, um, then I think you can understand how serious to take some of those niggles as well. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Um, you, you were talking about foam rolling, do you uh, take recovery seriously, Bree? Like even, I know you're talking about those stress <laughs> fractures, so I'm, I'm guessing that you do. What kind of things do you do? Or do you not? I, probably, Is that what? I don't. No, I don't. Um, we have so many different, you, know, you guys would be the same, you know, I have so many different massage tools and foam rollers and spiky balls and um, this crazy roller blade cramp thing and it's just, um, I actually don't do anything. Um, I get a massage every so often when I feel like I need one, um, but that is probably the extent of what I do in terms of self-managing recovery. Um, I don't foam roll. I, I, yeah, I actually don't do any of that. Do you have like so, a I shake after you run and, you know, that sort of um, recovery? Um, I try to, when it's harder for me to access food afterwards, yes, I will. Um, but most times I've actually started, I've changed a lot of my training around where um, as soon as we moved to Ballarat, um, Julian and I would sort of come up with a timetable plan where um, on the days that we would both do workouts, he'd do his workout in the afternoon and I would do mine in the mornings just so that we can have a little bit more time on either side of the day. Um, so I'd find that I'd be doing my workouts or my sort of higher intensity runs in the morning and I'd just come home and have breakfast straight away. So I probably wouldn't find the need to have those recovery shakes as such. But definitely on a long run, if I'm, you know, driving to a, a location and doing a long run, then I will make sure that I do have something there that I can access really quickly. Um, just because I know how important that is now and I do notice that there is a difference on how much better you do recover after yeah. those sessions if you can have something. Um, so that's probably something that I have um, adopted in the last sort of two years. Um, and I think a big one that um, was touched on that recovery podcast that the boys did was um, sleep and just kind of knowing to switch off and, um, you know, not be distracted and, and just get some good sleep as well. I think that's really important. Yeah. And what about you, Bree? That was oh, Bree. Sorry, Bree. <laughs> Bree's like, I just I... told you. <laughs> sorry. It's a really confusing. Especially when you're looking so at two photos of Brad and Julian as well. <laughs> sorry, Bree. I'm just looking at a blue circle with a white little uh, logo inside it. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, pretty much similar to Bree. Um, just like I, I'm, I'm a morning runner person too, so the same thing. I like to get my sessions and everything done in the morning and then I come home and, and same, I'm straight pretty much into having my breakfast and then off to work. Um, whereas Brad, yeah, he's he really likes to do his sessions in the afternoon, so we do have that nice little kind of balance there. Um, I've started being like this year going into the marathon, have been uh, doing more um, uh, post recoveries. Like I have been rolling out in the foam roller, and just uh, just now after Canberra, um, I do that every night. Just a quick little ten minutes or whatever, just before bed, just go for a little roll um, or a bit of a stretch. Um, I've also incorporated uh, like a bit more strength training into my regime. Like yeah, I used to do a bit of core, but now I'm actually yeah trying to build up my muscles and my bones now just uh just to be able to carry me through my training volume now and um and again like the same thing that the boys touched on sleep i'm a 
big advocate of sleeping too. I just feel like, like even now, you know, it's been a pretty crappy season with the weather and there's been a lot of colds and flus going around and, you know, I've been feeling quite shit a few times. Oh, yeah, and um, I just make sure I get like a good night sleep plenty of water rest and recovery and i've been able to like you know um not get sick which is quite good and 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 yeah good work with all that said uh, something about um women liking to train in the morning because yeah all the women at my work that run like to run in the morning and brady says to me all the time why do you like to run in the morning i just like to get it done yeah (laughs) i do prefer to do sessions in the afternoon though like i think that you're you're more alert your body's kind of prepared to do work and i do think it's easier to do sessions um you know if you're sort of getting out into doing a workout in the afternoon i find that my body feels a bit sluggish and um, heavy in the mornings and I don't really feel that awake um, so I think it just takes time to adapt though uh, and if you make it part of your routine it just starts to feel a bit more normal um, but if I if I could get out in the afternoons I would um, but we just sort of find that it works better that if I do it in the morning and um, get it done with I don't have to worry about <laughs> Julian's taking a <laughs> <No>. spot <laughs> yeah and he gets to leave early so <laughs> yeah, it's cold in Ballarat early in the morning that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a big yeah thing. exactly it's cold in Canberra as well and yeah it's cold everywhere yeah hey um seven weeks out though what's uh what are we looking for to achieve on race day get through it not injured yeah yeah I have to agree with that <laughs> you got a time pegged out or is it just about the experience or I know Carly last year was all about uh, Brady's going, I'm going to put my name in the ballot. It's a good way to see the city. I'll just jog around and have a good time. And then about eight <laughs> weeks out, it turned into like, oh, I reckon I could break five hours. And it was like a couple of weeks before, I reckon I could break 4.30. And it's just like the goalpost just got shorter and or smaller and smaller um, the sooner we got to the race. So what are you girls thinking this far out? Oh, that's good. Um, I think if you had have asked me this question about – Five weeks ago, I would have been able to give you an answer of what I was wanting to achieve. Um, but since having a bit of a niggle and having some time off and um, just touching on what Viv mentioned about being sick, I did actually have a period where I was I was quite sick and I actually probably had about three weeks of really sketchy training um, on the back of or then had a, a little bit of a niggle. So I, I, the last six weeks have probably been a bit hit and miss for me. Um, and if you had have asked me back then, I would have been able to give you something that I would have liked to achieve on the day. Um, but now I'm more so just being able to get to the start line. Um, and whether it's a start line of a Corel F or start line of a Corel D, I'm not sure. But um, just enjoying the whole experience, it would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, good mentality. Mm. And Viv? Um, look, you know, everyone has their, their ideal goal. I mean, my, still, my goal time still is three hours 30 realistically i'm not going to do that but uh you know i just i'd probably just prefer to beat my time of three hours 50 um in camera and you know i'm pretty confident i will but i'm not going to go in going if i don't you know it's not going to be all be all end all um i just want to finish it feeling comfortable happy and and you know i want to be able to walk later because i know after camera i was so sore i i was that person that crossed the line and looked like shit and that they died. That was me after Canberra. So I don't want You're to You're the do person that, that makes me never want to do a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't fun. I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I uh, I did cry a few times running the marathon. 
just yeah. to myself because it was raining and and, win- and mentally like you've never put yourself through something like that so challenging you just want to stop like I got to the point where you know at 35k's I was like, oh, my God, I can't turn back. And I, I, I just kind of whimpered. I went, oh. And I'm like, oh, stop whimping, Vic. You're screwing out your breathing, so just keep running. And um, But, yeah, I don't know. There is a really good satisfaction of just crossing the line and self-achievement going, yes, I've done it. Um, Viv, you've had such a blessing with that marathon, really, because when you go to Berlin, I feel like you'll hold yourself back. Do you know what I mean? And then mm. it's such a beautiful course and there's such great crowds that I think that you'll have that fear of um, what happened. And, I, you know, I think that will end up being your blessing because then, you know, you might have this um, negative split, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it could really be like it probably didn't seem like it at the time, but there might be silver lining in that, you know. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Watch this space, eh? Hey, we might cap it there and we might uh, try to catch up in a few weeks' time and just see uh, how things are progressing and how that Adelaide Marathon goes, Bree, and, yeah, just keep the listeners informed (laughs) of the progress. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. No worries. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for the time. And I know it's, uh, it's a bit late. The boys talked for a bit longer than uh, I expected them to, but that's generally the case every week. <laughs> so I'm going to blame Brad for that. He's such a big talker, isn't he? He oh. starts going on about his uh, stress, uh, his like ankles, and his tib ants, and his bloody shoe modifications. Yeah, if you get yeah, a chance, yeah, Viv, just uh, take some photos of some of those shoes for us and send us through because it, um, yeah, it'd be good to kind of put them on the Facebook page, I reckon, just to see what the listeners think of them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I reckon there's 20 pairs laying around the front door with scissor marks in them. Um, thank oh, yeah. you so much for letting me listen in to girls. Just wishing you all the best over the next few weeks. Oh, I really thanks, believe Carly. in yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm team girls here. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting um, to see where we all end up. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we're kind of doing a narrative of this story every week and we're not really sure what the next, ch- next chapter is going to look like. Mm. But anyway, that's good fun. All right, stay injury free. All the best with the training. Talk soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, guys.
fundamental principle in Buddhism is no purpose, purposelessness. When you drop thought, you don't say, at nine o'clock I drop thought. It happen of itself. <laughs> you know, <and laughs> all these <laughs> pious <laughs> Western devotees, you know, kind of put their handkerchiefs in their mouths and try not to laugh. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm hmm. 